0: Welcome, everybody, to Hope For Our Time. Sunday night, it is live. And uh, we're going to be taking your questions in just a few minutes. And by the way, uh, we had a great time in El Centro uh, this past weekend. As there Billy Crone and Brandon Holdhouse and Don Perkins. It was fantastic. And a couple weeks ago, I was in Minnesota, uh, you might recall with Jan Markell and Mark Henry, and right now joining me in studio because he's in town. If you saw my Sunday church this morning, uh, the church I pastor, I was Well, I introduced Mark as the speaker. He filled in for me today because he's in town, and so he's in studio right now. Mark, this is going to be fantastic.
1: Hey, Tom, thanks for having me. It's always a joy to be with you. And again, thanks for coming February 10th and Enduring the Cold. You're the only guy in the world that loves me enough to come
0: to Minnesota
1: in the winter. So
0: bless you. (laughs) You know, there's probably a lot of people on here from Minnesota. Well, when I was at your church, a lot of people introduced themselves to me, and they watched this show. So I'm expecting we're going to have a lot of people from Minnesota watching Oh, tonight. Sure. Yeah. This is gonna be we're gonna have a lot of fun. So Great. so Mark, uh, we're gonna just get right to it because people are on the edge and we got Russia, we have Ukraine, we have Israel, we have Biden, we have you know I saw this contrast today. It was a uh, it was a picture of the leader, the president of Ukraine. And said this, in fact, I'm going to find it here. And I thought, what a contrast it is between him and our uh, president. Here it is, the president of Ukraine. He's got his military gear on and everything. And then we have Biden eating ice cream in a basement or whatever. That's the reality of of where we are right now. And then Russia threatening. So pretty interesting, isn't it? You
1: know, it's it's another world. I mean, when you step out of America, uh, you find a world that recognizes there's threats and leaders have to lead. They have to be stronger. And that's what you're seeing in that picture. And I, I tell you, that's one of the reasons we wrote The Man Code, because one of the blessings of a uh, republic like we have is is we have prosperity and we have safety. The problem of a republic like we have is it creates a soft people, an easy people. It, quite honestly, we need men to be men again. And that's exactly what you're seeing. And I can't wait to tell you about the reports I'm getting from the Ukrainians just saying we're getting our wives out, our children out of Ukraine, and we're going back to fight the Russians. I mean, this is a serious deal. Yeah.
0: It's real serious. I'm going to ask you about a few things in just a second, including the man code. But looking at this, America's very soft. We're woke. And, and the rest of the world, even the Europeans are laughing at, at the American wokeness. You know, and you think they're laughing at American wokeness. How far, we have fallen. But you mentioned this morning that um, about America being given over or people being given over. I talked about America being given given over. You put it into the context of what happens and the effects of of all of that. Um, But here's here's a few articles. And then we're going to go into Ukraine. You have friends there. You had some ministry opportunities uh, just since you've been here with the Ukrainian church that's local. Um, And I I just we're going to get right into the reality of what's going on. But this first article, I'm going to read a few of these. We're going to comment on a lot. And then, of course, we're going to take your questions. This says: communist China and Russia are plotting a new world order. Ukraine is just first steps as Lithuanian MP. Next article, Beijing and Moscow and Tehran coordinate the destruction of democracy. Uh, And then there's this from Algeminer will israel find itself on the wrong side of the changing world order and then i'm going to throw this out there and i'm just going to turn it over to you you comment however you want and i want you to bring in your your experience too because you have experience i don't have in fact you have experience that almost none of our viewers have if they're if they're not if they're not ukrainian themselves or have lived there, uh, they don't have this experience. So this is going to be very good. This is uh, Clinton. I have a video that I can see right now, nobody else can see it, you remember it. But this video from 1994 with Bill Clinton and his promise to Ukraine for safety. And then this comment from Stephen Israel says, this video just proves why Israel should and will be dependent upon Israel first. Uh, And that's the reality of it. We watch what's going on with America. Nobody can count on America.
1: It's a a sad commentary on uh, Western society, the collapse of the Western society. And, Tom, there's about 15 different key things we need to talk about from what you just touched on. I think we got to start back, though. Why does Russia want the Ukraine? Um, Why are the Ukrainians ready to fight? In fact, I just had a friend just a couple of days ago call me and say, Mark, they just need to surrender. They just need to give in. You don't understand the history. So, in 1922, um, after the uh, after World War One, uh, Russia is in control of the Ukraine. In 1932, they come in and say, you know, we're going to take all the private property. We can produce more grain if it's controlled by the government rather than private individuals, right? Why? Because they're communists, they're Marxists, they're socialists in their view. And so they they take all the property. Uh, and in taking all the property, it's called the Holodomor. They starve 10 million. Ukrainians. Now I've interviewed and been with the Ukrainian families that lived through that. They had nothing to eat. And I remember asking one Ukrainian brother, I said to him, uh, why did you fight back against the Russians? And he said this to me, Tom, they had guns and we didn't have anything. We watched our children die. We watched our, our wives die. Uh, we buried our parents. We buried our small children. It was horrible. Holodomor was horrible. And then uh, when the USSR fell apart, Uh, About 1990, uh, the Russians, again, were in control, still in control of Ukraine. They sent engineers in and they dismantled everything in the Ukraine and took it back to Russia. So I'm an engineer. I'm a Russian engineer. I'm sent to your factory. Anything of value. I literally took it all apart, boxed it up, put it on a train, shipped it out. To Russia go back to Russia then I it's my responsibility to put it all back together in Russia so when they left they totally took away all the manufacturing If there was a tractor it was dismantled and taken to wow. Russia the people didn't have anything when Russia pulled out they gutted the whole place they also collapsed the finances of the country so let's say you had saved up a thousand rubles and it was in the in the bank literally in one day they said we're pulling out um, you have uh, Ukrainian coupons now, not rubles. So they took all the rubles, mm-hmm. they gave them coupons. So when the people went to the bank or, uh, uh, you know, went to get paid, uh, the next day or whatever the case might be, they were paid in these coupons and the, and the Ukrainians have just, they're telling you this story. It's like, it's incomprehensible, the brutality and the, and the evils that took place under atheistic communist rule. Americans can't wrap their mind around it. They are not going to give up. They're going to fight, fight, fight. They're trying to get their children out just today. Um, some of my Ukrainian friends, uh, with, with tears. Christian friends, they're, they're, they're trying to get their, their wives, their children out of the Ukraine. And then they say, we're going to go back. We're going to fight the Russians. This can't, this can't happen now. Are they going to lose? Absolutely. But I can say this better to die a man fighting for something good than just to surrender and to see, you know, horrible
0: atrocities like they've seen in yeah. the past. Just watch your wife and children just be absolutely destroyed. I, I look at this, yeah. you told a story this morning and, um, It was about, it was just connected so well. It was just from the other day. A pastor in uh, Ukraine said, We're going to open our doors. So, what was that yeah, again? Yes. So, so,
1: so Friday night, I got a text, and one of the Ukrainian pastors said, "You know, I'm studying the scriptures right now. We're going to open our church. Yeah, it's the middle of a war. We're going to open our church building on Sunday. I'm going to preach the sermon just like normal. Uh, why is that? Because people need the gospel. People need hope. The Lord alone is the one who can give us hope and life. And and so, um, you know, you think about the courage of that. I mean. We've been living through America, we've gotten so weak, we have a virus, and yeah, it killed a few people, but we're going to shut down churches and everything in our whole society, destroy our whole society because of it, and you got Ukrainians in the middle of a war zone, and their pastors are rising
0: up and saying, no, people need hope during these days, we're going to do this. Amen. I mean, I look at that and think, you know, it's still, it's absurd. You look at United States, right now, there's still pastors that won't open their doors for the same reason. I think it's just laziness, spiritual laziness, and I could go right on down this this place of apostasy and the whole bit. There's some that lost everything. They were small. They weren't, they they didn't, the resources weren't there. But there's some very large churches that just said, no, we're not going to do this. We're just going to go along with the system. So I look at this and it didn't pop in my mind until just now. But if we go back to Nazi Germany and we look at, uh, you know, Whatever you want to say about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you can, but he was part of the resistance. Right. You have seven thousand pastors that were part of the resistance, and they said, "No, we're going to, uh, we're going to give the truth." And yet, and it sounds like a large number until you realize forty thousand pastors said, "No, we're just going to go along with the system." So you contrast right now America with this yeah. pastor in the Ukraine, and you look and go, "Here's here's the contrast. Here's the reality of it." And, you know, you've been sounding the alarm. I've been sounding the alarm. Jan Markel, obviously, you you partner with Jan. You're part of her board and the whole bit. Um, She's been sounding it. And she has pastors on there that sound it. But it seems like we're few, but I praise God and we're able to right now give some understanding of the whole situation of what's going on in Ukraine because there's bad actors on coming from Russia and the West. You have the globalist on the West. You have this article again, Communist China and Russia plotting a new world order. Ukraine is just the first step. You know, this is. Real, And then the other article talked about Iran also being involved in it and the end of democracy. But what we have, I mean, you look at the entire Western world, it's the entire Western world is a mess. Well, think about it in this sense. You got Putin, who is quite honestly
1: a street fighter and he's leading the Russians. And uh, we have a president who's pretty weak. In fact, let me say this. He's really weak. And if you think about a bully, everyone's been bullied, you know, a day everyone's, we need to get rid of bullying. We'll never get rid of bullies. Why? Because people are sinners and every, every school, you're going to find some bullies. Here's the difference. You got to have righteous people that are stronger than the bullies and not put up with it. That's what Ronald Reagan said. America has to be strong in order to have global peace. When America becomes weak, there's going to be the vacuum created and there's going to be bad guys, bullies that rise to the occasion. Well, Putin is one of them. I mean, he's, Trained as a KGB officer. I mean, he, this guy has done a lot of evil things. And this is his moment. It's his, his, his opportunity. And uh, Ukraine is the first. Um, and what he's doing is he's messaging all of Europe. America doesn't have a backbone anymore, and it won't keep its promises. So you just mentioned uh, President Clinton made a promise in '94. Ukraine, you don't. Let's not worry about having nukes, uh, you know, on your soil. America will always come to your rescue. You can count on us. And here it is, uh, a few years later, you know, 25 years later, and no boots on the ground. No boots on the ground. We're going to give you some sanctions. Can I just simply say, yeah. Putin has raised eight hundred billion dollars to financially position himself Ooh, America's gonna have some you know restrictions on us well okay when he gets done he's gonna control all of Europe and the Chinese right now are positioning themselves to control Asia and if you're tracking with China at all, they just put their first military base on in West Africa, in the Atlantic Ocean. Right now they're putting bases and winning uh, the Caribbean, uh, which is which is terrifying. I mean, that's, that's a whole other conversation. But between those two, America is not going to have influence in Europe here shortly. And we're not going to have influence in Asia. And uh, America is going to be isolated, influence very small. Um, I mean, the Europeans know if America is not going to show up, then they're going to have to side. They're going to be vassal states of Russia. That's what's going to
0: happen all across Europe. Yeah, that's not looking good. Okay, you mentioned sanctions. So it was the other day when uh, Biden says he's asked, um, what are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do next? You know, and Biden says, well, we'll wait a month and see how the sanctions go. Did you see that? No, you didn't. Think no. You did. I mean, it was so unbelievable. I'm watching it. I had to rewind it like 20 times and keep watching it. And the thing that was remarkable is even the liberal reporters are saying you're going to wait a month. Even the liberal reporters are saying this is complete insanity. And you're, you're I'm, I mean, that's like telling your, your child, well, we're going to take away your toy. And, you know, we'll just, we'll just revisit things in a month. By the way, you can go out and play. Uh, you want some ice cream? You know, I mean, and then we'll, we'll talk in a month and see how painful it was for you. I mean it's just absolutely absurd yeah. I mean how do you I mean the leadership the, the lack of leadership in Washington is doing exactly what you said it's created a vacuum when the u.s. pulled out of Afghanistan I'm sure you and I had the conversation because pretty much anybody else that's involved in Bible prophecy had mentioned this is the direction that's gonna go it did three things immediately it emboldened Iran it emboldened China and it emboldened Russia and it also did the had the other effect of it caused Europe to look at us exactly how you just said, what's America going to do and everything. And then even this other article, which we'll get to, we need to get to uh, to Israel, Ezekiel 38 and so forth, because people have a lot of questions about it. And uh, we want to talk some sense into that too. But I'm looking at this going, okay, I can see the direction that, that this is going. And um, it's disturbing. If you're in Europe right now, you're looking at America, you know, there's a lot of Europeans that wanted to get rid of Trump and well guess what now you, we have what's gonna happen so let me ask you this well first of all I want to go here cuz you have a YouTube channel that's fairly new yeah. uh, jam's been promoting it Uh jam Markel and I want to help out also Mark Henry Ministries.com. Uh, yeah. That's the website? Yep. And the YouTube channel is the same name? Mark, Mark Henry Ministry YouTube. Yep. Okay. So listen, go there. Uh, it's gonna. You're going to love it. You will absolutely love Mark's YouTube and his website. It's fantastic. And The Man Code is an excellent book, by the way. And you can get that on Amazon, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yep. And uh, okay. So we'll come back to that in a little bit because I have questions on there too. But with this, Mark, I look at all of these things that are they're taking place and it is troubling. So if Trump was president, do you think these things would be going on? Cause I have, I posted a picture in here from Stephen King. Um, uh, I had a, a from Stephen King and it said, um, Putin knows that he's got to deal with Biden now. Stephen King, the, the, the yeah. movie guy. Yeah, it was, this, it was like, you've got to be kidding me. Stephen King actually thought Putin uh, that Biden was really going to be tough on Putin. That was a couple of days before the, the war became official. Yeah, but so back to Trump. Would, would we be here? No, they would be terrified. It's just like
1: when uh, the Iranians uh, had uh, Americans hostage for 400 and some odd days. Ronald Reagan is elected to the office. They're just as quick as they can before he's inaugurated, given the hostages back. Why? Because they knew Ronald Reagan was going to step on them like a cockroach. And uh, and out of fear of that, that's why leadership is important. Leadership in a home is important. Leadership in a church is important. Leadership in a business is important. Leadership in a country is important. In fact, Isaiah 3 talks about one of the judgments of God is that when when a nation does not honor God, that he removes the warrior, he removes the leader, he removes the prophets. And it says he gives them capricious children. In other words, children are a bunch of brats to lead these countries. That was a warning Isaiah gave to Israel, gave to the southern kingdom Judah. And it's exactly what we see
0: happening today. It's one of God's judgments on wicked nations. Yeah, in fact when you look at um, uh, you, you go back to ancient, history, uh, ancient history. Ancient Israel, ancient Judah, which I, I refer to a lot. In fact right now on Sunday nights I, I'm going through the book of Hosea. I love going through the prophets. And if you weren't here, I would be doing Hosea, the, the next chapter in Hosea tonight. In fact, I'll pick that up next week live. Um, but you go back and you start realizing, okay, when you line out all the reasons why God judged, Ancient Israel and ancient Judah, you look at America and you realize, OK, um, this is lining up how uh, to, to think that Israel was judged and America wouldn't be for sins that are far greater. You know, when you start looking at abortion, just for example, and then you have. Um, yeah. You know, you had uh, with the Judah. You think of the time of Manasseh, and they're sacrificing babies on the altar altar of Moloch. Well, they didn't sacrifice 60 million, 65 million babies. And then all of the abortions worldwide. To think that God is just going to overlook it and say, it's okay. It's for your choice or whatever. But then the ramifications of what does judgment look like? And you start looking at what happens to the children, what happens to society, the, the wokeness. You know, where we are now. Um, I was in Hosea last Sunday night, and it just struck me while I was reading the passage. God says a tumult will, will come up from among the people. Yeah. And you know, I was thinking of Canada, the United States, the whole Western world. This tumult is rising up. We have masses of people that are against one another, just as Jesus said. But this is what this is what it starts to look like, isn't it? A leader like we have in Biden. Uh, The schools that we have, uh, to me, it looks like the effects of
1: judgment. Absolutely, it's effective judgment. And in Deuteronomy, when Israel was going into the promised land, you got to remember they've been slaves for 420 years. Uh, they didn't know how to set up a righteous nation. So when God leads them out into the wilderness, He gives them the tabernacle, the priesthood. He helps them. Uh, this is what your judges are going to have to be like. They're going to have to fear God, not man, because if they fear man, they'll they'll do evil and wicked things. They'll let the you know the the, the unrighteous. Uh, get away with iniquities and they'll they'll penalize the righteous. And so he, he, he gives them not only the moral law, but he, he lays out this whole thing of what the country is supposed to look like. And he warns them. And this is over and over in Deuteronomy. And when we see it through the minor and major prophets is God judged those foreign nations. God will also judge you. He's just. So he's going to judge those nations by using Israel to come in and occupy the promised land. But if you end up following their sins, then God will judge you the same way. And that's what Hosea is saying to the northern kingdom. Yep, that's exactly what he was saying.
0: Well, you know, and actually Hosea was basically saying... It's too late. When you yeah. know, look at Hosea, it's like, okay, the Assyrians are already here. Yep. And this is how it's going to go down. Yep. And you guys won't repent. You know, you're, you're like, you've like passed this place. Um, it's also interesting. I think it's. No, no, that's really important because Grace. People say, well,
1: well, God's going to be gracious. God is gracious, but there is a limit, right? 120 years, Noah, 120 years, and then the judgment's going to come. There's There's a limit as to how far God is going to go. It was true for the northern kingdom, which Hosea was preaching to. When Isaiah comes on the scene to the southern kingdom of Israel, he's going to say, remember how God judged the north? Fear God, do what is right. Now, they lasted a few years longer, but they were an example. And the Southern Kingdom paid no attention.
0: We have paid no attention as a nation here. Yeah. The Southern Kingdom did not learn the lesson of what happened to the Northern Kingdom. Um, exactly. And also, uh, Mark, do you think that America is, has passed that point I know what my my answer would be. I'm curious as to what you think.
1: There's a tipping point. There's always going to be a tipping point where there is no return. And if you look in Jeremiah, for example, he's the last of the prophets while Israel is in the land. In chapter three of Jeremiah, he's still calling them to repent. You've still got a chance. Repent, repent, repent. But by the time you get to chapter 26, that option is off the table. Nebuchadnezzar, God says, Nebuchadnezzar is my servant because God judges nations in real time. They're not eternal. They don't have a soul. They're not like. People so nations are judged in real time and space here on earth, and so he says i 'm raising up my servant Nebuchadnezzar, and he 's going to come against Israel, and israel 's going to be destroyed. The tipping point happened: I think that 's happened in America a divide, Jesus said, a divided house cannot stand we are the most divided uh, I mean how you look around everything 's divided yeah. homes are divided over
0: everything, and not only that what it, what, with the america the fall of America affects It affects the whole world, the whole geopolitical system. So when we look at the Western world, uh, we can see the Western world is being completely shaped, which goes back again to this article, communist China and Russia plotting a new world order. And then this one uh, coming out of Iran uh, or with Iran, Beijing, Moscow and Tehran coordinate the destruction of democracy. I don't and it looks like it is playing out of my mind, like you're saying in the sense of Israel or Judah judged by Babylon and or and Israel judged by the Assyrians here it's America and the Western world judged God's using Russia, China, and Iran. And I also think of it like this, Mark, in Romans chapter one, where God says, I'll turn you over. Three times he says, I'll turn you over. You talked about that this morning, too. But when a nation is turned over, and he's specific in there, women line with women, men line with men, turn them over to their lusts. That is a judgment. When a nation has been given over to homosexuality, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a judgment that happens in Romans chapter one. It's not like, a okay. Okay, just wait, just hold a little bit longer. I mean, there's this crazy thing in, in the minds of people and the minds of people who go to church. Well, God's, God's just going to wait like, like a dad who's soft. Well, just one more chance. Well, just one more chance. Draw a line in the sand. Well, they step over that. Well, here's the line. Uh, Well, kind of like Obama did with Iran and the nukes. Remember that line And Netanyahu says, no, no, this, no, you step over this line. We have a problem. Um, But we see it. and, And people who go to church actually think that that is absolute foolishness. And it looks to me. We cross that line. Of course, I don't know the mind of God. But I do know the pattern that God set forth for judgment. And I also know were the two illustrations that Jesus gave, real illustrations of real happenings, of what the last days look like, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot. Those are the only two understandings of we know of what society as a whole constitutes the final judgment. And you look at this and you're going, okay, something else with days of Noah and days of Lot There were not broad was not the path to salvation. Very few people were saved. Noah's family out of how many a billion people on the planet, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Noah, him and kind of a loser family (laughs) out of (laughs) Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. I mean, you're looking going, you know, for for people who think. Yeah, there's going to be this, because I get people all the time that tell me, in fact, I'm sure I'll get some comments here in a few minutes, how evil I am for saying this. and and uh, But they'll tell me all the time, well, the rapture is going to be so enormous out of the United States of America that, man, you know, two thirds of the country is going to go. I'm thinking Does this country, you know, a lot of people claim to to know the God of the Bible, but claiming verbally to know the God of the Bible, but not having any actions to back it up. I mean, it's, you know, wait a minute, oh, the, the proof is in the, the life that's lived. Well, many are going to say to Jesus, you know, Lord, Lord,
1: did we not do this? Did we not do that? We were pretty religious. And Jesus says, I, I don't know you. It all comes down to whether or not you know the Lord Jesus, as Savior, and you're right. Look through biblical history. When God's judgment comes, they are always few in number who he rescues. Now, Second Peter specifically emphasizes that God knows how to rescue the righteous from judgment. And we need to hold on to that. That's what the rapture is going to do. But like in 2 Timothy, I've heard you preach on that many, many times over the years. Um, difficult days in the last times. Men will be lovers of self. That's actually not talking about the secular world like Romans. It's talking about the religious world, those who are claiming to be followers of Christ. And so I look in Minnesota. I'm just shocked at how many churches have abandoned the gospel. How many of them have gone woke rather than embracing the scriptures. Listen, you can't embrace the woke view of morality, ethics, life, righteousness, unrighteousness, and the Bible. They are antithetical. They're opposites to each other. And, uh, and, and so there's just people flocking to our church because, wow, that isn't what the Bible says. I got to go back to the Bible. Go yes. back to the Bible,
0: friends. Go back to the Bible. Hey, Amen. People need the truth. And there's still that remnant of people out yep. there that are saying that God is calling, and that want the truth. He's put it on their hearts. Yeah. The people that watch this program, uh, people that, that are now going to yours and jam, obviously jams for a long time, they're wanting to know yeah. the truth. What's really going on? Well, there's another key element to this. And Jesus didn't say,
1: I will build America. He said, I will build my church. And the church is, quite honestly, in Africa is booming. Um, and in parts of Asia, Asia, it's booming. And even under horrible tyranny, right now, there's more Christians in Iran than there's ever been in history. God is doing something really unique among Muslim people. And uh, there's a shift that's going on. And and you see this common throughout history. And and so, number one, remember this, God, Jesus did not say, I'm gonna build America, he said, I'm gonna build my church. Number two is, the Great Commission, our mission, is not to build America. I mean, we want America to be blessed, we want this nation to prosper, because as the nation prospers, And Jeremiah said this in Jeremiah 26, when you go into captivity, pray for the cities, pray for the country, because as it goes for the country, so it goes for you and your family. But our mission really is the gospel. How many people are we rescuing from the coming judgment that is to come? We preach Jesus crucified, risen, coming again.
0: Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Amen. And that's what we need to be about. I got to do a little break here for just a second, because um, so tonight We're on YouTube. But we're also on other venues, so we got our system finally set up, we're on our, our server so that we have watchers on our server, our people who are viewing. So if you're viewing on the Hope for a Time server, just so you know, by next week I'll actually uh, be able to get your questions along with everybody on YouTube. And I think, I don't know if we're on Rumble right at this moment and Roku, um, I'm sure my guys will let me know if we are here in just a second. But I do know that if for some reason the fee gets got, cut off on YouTube, go over hope for our times and uh, you can join the people that are watching there and uh, so that's kind of cool i don't we've been working at this for a long time mark it is not easy and uh, there's still some hurdles but we're almost there jd you know jd yep. he, he's able to do it all the time brandon holdhouse had to go there like i think full time because he was completely cut off uh from youtube but um congratulations that's a ton of work Tom. congratulations it, it is a ton of work let's see i got a note right here uh, so we're not we're still testing rumble and roku so we're not on them we should be on them by next week so that's good to know um, but uh with that we only have we don't have a lot of time left um so we're gonna go here ezekiel ezekiel 38 and 39 and here's why Because apparently with this new system, this is for tonight. I don't think it's going to be this way every week, but it is for tonight. They're going to cut us off right at the one hour mark. So we got like 29 minutes left and we have a lot of people that are watching right now. A lot of people on YouTube uh, and I don't know how many people are watching on our website. I know that's pretty significant number two because I was told it was when we first started. So this is exciting. And you're the first one with me doing this. Hey, what a, what a blessing. Uh, Thanks for having me. Well, Brandon and JD will be will be glad. I finally made it. Um, okay, so Ezekiel 38 and 39. Um, I, I You know, I'm hearing it. Listen, you and I are very like-minded in a lot of these things, and there, there needs to be some sense talked into it because I have people. They're sending me videos. Uh, this Ezekiel thirty-eight war is going to happen at any moment. They get Gog and Magog confused. Some people think Gog is a land. They don't understand Gog is the title of the leader of Russia. They, they you know, like the the president, the king. It's a title. They don't get that. They get so many things confused. They hear somebody on YouTube. There's there's missiles flying and it's it's happening right now. You know. So let's let's talk some sense into this because right now this focuses on Ukraine. It could, this whole Ukraine situation could become enormous. China and Iran and so forth. Everything we've been talking about, the changing of the new world order, Israel finding itself on the wrong side. So in the next, say, 10 minutes, we got a lot of ground to cover before we get all the questions, so good luck. Is this is Ezekiel 38 happening next week? Well, keep in mind that this passage
1: always, every time Russia comes up in the news, this is where Christians always go to. And and, and I would suggest to you a couple things. There's no doubt that there's gonna be a war. There's no doubt that Russia's gonna be leading a coalition with North African countries and, and Persia and Turkey and coming against Israel. There's There's, you know, as you read through these two chapters, the question is when and, and quite honestly it's not really clear we know that the battle is going to be so great that they're going to be burying the dead for seven months the battle is going to be so great with so many weapons it talks about bows and <clears throat> swords and everything and they're gonna be burning them for seven years so it couldn't be at the end of the tribulation it couldn't really be at the at the at the middle of the tribulation Not of it's a seven years anyways there's just a lot of complexities in this in the movement of this but Tom what really grieves me is people miss the main point six times six times in this chapter, it says the Lord will move these countries against Israel so he can show himself strong and all of them will know that he is God. So don't get too lost in, I, I tell people, don't get too lost in all of the peripheral sort of things. Yeah, we can identify the, the nations and Russia's going to be leading and so forth. When God is silent on some of these things, focus on what the main point is. The main point is in chapter 38, verse 16, where it says, My people Israel, like a cloud, will cover the land. And then it says, "It says in the last days, they shall uh, come against my land in order that the nations may know me. And then he's going to go on, and he just repeats that six times. He talks about Israel knowing, he talks about the nations knowing, Israel knowing, the nations knowing. He's putting the fear of God
0: in the world. Yeah, I I love that. He's putting the fear of God in the world. And also interesting, you mentioned they can't be burning the weapons in the middle of the tribulation because in the middle of the tribulation, Antichrist is going after the Jews and spreading them. So they can't be there burning. So this has to happen sometime uh, before that. But okay, so when I look at this, at least at the beginning of the tribulation, that would make sense. Yeah, but it's the, the whole it does happen in the latter years. The Bible's clear on that. Yeah, uh, it does. It, nobody's coming to Israel's rescue. And the reason why is because God wants the glory. Exactly. I mean, God doesn't want any American or any other king to be able to say, look at the look at how I saved Israel. Um, it's God who's going to get the glory. I had so many who asked me recently about this war just within the last few days because brushes in the news and said, Antichrist will get the glory. In fact, I had several people that commented, Antichrist is going to say, look what I've done. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches the world's going to know, oh, wow. Kind of like it was when when Israel is rescued by God in the time of Moses over the parting of the uh, Red Sea. What happens? That was The the truth of that victory was carried through generations to other people groups when all those decades later, centuries later, you have uh, you have um, Israel going into the promised land. And what happens? The people know, oh, no, those are those people whose God did this. It's going to be like that. The world's going to say, wow. God has done that for them. Joshua chapter two, 40 years after that happens, Rahab
1: is like, hey, our, health, our hearts have melted. We know what God did to the Egyptians 40 years ago. I mean, that That's was right. still I bringing said, in I their ears. I said
0: centuries, didn't I? It meant decades.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40 years afterwards yeah. and, and if you think back to the book of exodus I, I don't recall it right off the top of my head but i think it's 11 or 13 times the phrase appears in that book that they may know that they may know that the egyptians will know that i am god and there is no other and the jews will know that i am god and there's no other. and it goes back and forth i think it's 13 times or 11 times something like that and that same phraseology we're seeing here in ezekiel six times in two chapters yeah that's an emphasis but anytime you know. see repeated words or phrases or lines a good student of the Bible is take special note of those. It's emphasis. Yeah.
0: What's also interesting about that, when you think of Antichrist coming into power, this is something that nobody really talks about with Ezekiel 38 and 39. Knowing the world's going to know what God has done for Israel. Antichrist is going to be the one who the world puts confidence in to deal with that problem. And he's he's not going to win. We know Jesus comes back, but he's going to attempt to because nobody's going to want to mess with this little tiny nation of Israel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the, it says they're dwelling in security
1: at that particular moment. God brings the nations against them in Ezekiel 38. But it says that God is the one that sends hail and uh, uh, catastrophe against them. And then catastrophes back in their homeland. And God ends up getting all the glory, just like he did with
0: Pharaoh. Amen. I got one more thing and then we got to get to questions. So yep. everybody start sending your questions in. Make sure that you put the word question, all caps so I can I can zero in on your question. Um, Okay, so Mark, let me ask you this. Um, Will Israel find itself minor on the wrong side of the changing world order? Well, they're already on the wrong side of the
1: world changing order. Why? Because the Jews are hated. Why? Because there's this, uh, there's only two kingdoms, God's kingdom and the kingdom of darkness. And so uh, Russia just said two days ago, Putin just said two days ago uh, that, that Israel does not have a legitimate um, uh, place on the Golan Heights. You've been to Israel. I've been to Israel. The, the Golan Heights yeah. controls all of Northern Israel. They can't give up the Golan Heights. Israel has to fight to the death to keep the Golan Heights. It's the only supply of water, 80% of the water. I think it is for Israel is, is coming out of Mount Hermon, um, coming off of Mount Hermon and into the Sea of Galilee and so forth. So um, they're already and quite honestly, the Russians are built up in Syria right now. And it's only a matter of time. Right. But what I see happening is America is weak. The influence that we've had in Europe, we during the days of Ronald Reagan, we pushed back our influence. Russia got smaller. Now we're weak. The Russians are pushing back and they're going to have all these vassal nations across Europe. Asia, we've already lost control of Asia. China is controlling all the shipping lanes. Uh, Australia, New Zealand, are already going on board with them, following them, rather than the US. The Canadians have been having the Chinese come and do um, military drills in Canada, yeah. for heaven's sakes. Uh, yeah. we, we've lost our influence, and so as that influence, and then it's gonna be everybody focusing on Israel, right? Why? Because there's a spiritual dynamic in the world that the news doesn't get, but we get because we read the Bible. So, um, right, I don't know if you know this. Ukraine has the second largest uh, population of Jews in Europe. Poland's number one. Ukraine's number two. Jews are fleeing there, going back to the land right now. In fact, I just saw an article in in um, Jerusalem Post this morning that if you're a, a Jewish person and you get to the border, put up a sign saying you're a Jew. They've, the Israelis have guys along the border wow. right now extracting Jewish people, trying to get them back, so that so that you know tragedy doesn't come Upon them,
0: yeah, no kidding. You know, you look at that Jews doing their alia. God is He tells us in the Old Testament, I will call them from the north, I'll call them from the south, I'll call them from the east, I'll call them from the west. It is only a a short matter of time before He calls them from America, yeah, to go home. And so, but it is through persecution, it is through suffering that gets people to wake up because people don't pay attention when life is good. I was talking with uh, questions are starting to come in. uh, let's see. With um, with Jews in America, I asked him. His name is Frank Eichler. He was president and founder or of Shalom Ministries International. And I asked him, "What's going to take for Jews to get over to Israel?" He said, "That's going to be a tough one because right now in America, this is about ten years ago." He said, "Right now in America, uh, the Jews are we Jews are very successful and in." And, and the Jews have a, a lot of the Jews in Hollywood, the West Coast and the East Coast of the United States, whether it be down in Miami or up in New York or so forth. They've got great business. Why would you want to leave America? Even in fact, even poor people in America have a pretty good compared to most people throughout the rest of the world. So he said right now, Jews don't really want to go back to Israel because you, you and I both know when you go to Israel, it's still a new country. Yeah, I mean, I can live there easy, but, you know, if you're really used to super comfortable stuff. And also, you know, know, Americans really, but what's happened in America's cause can be very soft. But at the same time, we can see everything turning. We're watching an increase of anti-Semitism.
1: Well, I, the last couple of years, I've heard rumors of rabbis in, in the United States telling people, Jewish people mm-hmm. hey America's gonna go through a civil war it's time to get back to the land of Israel and they're absolutely right I mean yeah. who would have thought two years ago yep. that America would be so divided we're divided over everything and that's how civil wars happen and even unsaved people are now saying like Ray Dalio is saying America is headed towards a civil war we are headed to a divided people can't stand
0: it. no no way Jesus said it and I think Jesus knows what he's talking about it, exactly uh, with this it was a rabbi in miami who said that two years ago wasn't it about for we're heading to a civil war the jews need to get back to the land i'm just hearing rumors of this here and there all over the place and it doesn't surprise me I, yeah i remember reading i'm pretty sure it was a rabbi in miami and he was real influential or he might have been from israel but he visited miami is what i think it was remember i remember talking about it um okay here's some questions you ready I'm ready. Okay. Could the covenant with Antichrist uh, confirm, be the original Abrahamic covenant to bring peace? That was not the question I was looking for, but that comes from Al Hart. Uh, I'm getting a lot of questions in. So, it's just basically, is the Abrahamic cord, possibly the covenant of Daniel chapter 9? Now, I was sitting with Brandon Holdhouse yesterday. He said, there's no way he, now he did say this. The Abraham Accord divided Jerusalem and he explained all the reasons why. And I'll let people who argue with me about that. But he says, well, here's why uh, my friend, my Israeli friends, most of them told me it did. few of my Israeli acquaintances say no. But um, Brandon said, no, it can't be. He gave reasons why. You know, could it develop into that? Or is there another new covenant? That's really speculation, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you know, the Bible doesn't say it's, you know, it's this covenant. What well, we do know there is going to be a covenant. It's going to be a covenant with the Antichrist. The Antichrist isn't in play right now, so I would say it's probably not. It'll be revisited. It'll be a, a redefined. it It's something totally new. The Lord knows. Bank on what's going to happen there in Daniel chapter 9, just like the Bible says. Mm. Yeah. Don't get too far ahead of the Bible. That's when, that's when Christians overstate their position. And when we do that, God ends up looking foolish in the end. When we, mm-hmm. when we read too much in, when God is silent, be silent. When God doesn't identify,
0: be silent. Wait. Amen. It'll become clear in the uh, future. Praise the Lord. I love that. When God is silent, it's best to be silent. Uh, here's another question. How much of this Russia-Ukraine war do you think, this is from Doug Finn, do you think it's propaganda because we're not seeing any fighting? what this person said well i can tell you from
1: my ukrainian brothers and sisters who are on the ground and we've had an orphanage that we've helped there in the past in fact about four months ago some friends uh put together six thousand dollars to um help put a wood fireplace in our in our orphanage there And, and right now today there are refugees as they're fleeing staying there and they're being warned by that 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 stove, the stove system we put in this this big building, uh, that's a wood stove because you know they're shutting off power and, and they can't get gas and different things like that. So there's a lot going on, and I can tell you, that my Ukrainian brothers who are connected to their families back home,
0: this is serious. Yeah. Yeah, it helps to have someone who's actually connected with Ukraine as opposed to just watching what's going on the news, because I I understand this because there's a lot of questions. I did a video the other day, and I said, I got a lot of questions about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, what Ukrainian leaders actually have on the Bidens and uh, the Clintons and others. You know, I mean, there's so many different uh, thoughts there, Uh, but there are a lot of evil leaders. This person says, is it possible for these evil world leaders? to be saved or are their hearts too hardened i guess we wouldn't really know the answer to that but
1: yeah, only, only the Lord knows how, uh, if they've been given over to their sin or not. What we do know is this, that, the, that Saul was persecuting the church and headed to Damascus. And you and I have stood on the Golan Heights looking towards Damascus and told people that story. And you remember Jesus showed up and saved him. Listen, Jesus is in the business of saving sinners. These people are sinners. Jesus is saving for himself, a people for his own possession, for every tribe, tongue, and nation, and possibly some of them. Amen. Pray for them. That's what we should there. be doing. We should be praying, praying for them. Pray
0: for your enemies and do good to them. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to ask you about the Antichrist here in just a minute because I'm getting questions and comments about Zelensky being Antichrist. I'm going to go there in a minute. Okay. Because I want to deal with the subject of who is Antichrist. Okay. But but let me go here first. This comes from the least of these. The Bible talks about wild animals feasting on riders and their horses, uh, Ezekiel 39. What they're referencing. Many things did not exist when the prophets were, uh, were explaining what they saw. So basically, Mark, I think what this person is saying is, the prophets are writing words, and because they're trying to give, uh, help understand what their imagery of what they're really seeing. I have an answer for this, but I'd like to hear your answer for this. Were there really birds and wild animals, or will there be feasting on these? These. Bodies. Yeah. Well, we, we know that Jesus is going to call the birds and they have
1: a great feast. And if you've, I've grown up in the mountains and I can tell you the birds do come and feast when there's dead carcasses around, all right. Um, but the real issue in my mind, I think really what they're driving at, are we going to be driven back to this sort of uh, primitive warfare and i, I yeah, I, th- I think that could happen like that. Um, electromagnetic attack on the United States would change everything. Just a couple of weeks ago, the U.S. U.S. Uh, military is told that they're gonna have to start having green vehicles great we're gonna have green vehicles running around with our little uh, uh, electric uh, I don't know cars uh, instead of Humvees uh, things could be things in America
0: can I'm just telling you can turn on a dime in the world okay there is really to a valuable a good point because I really want to get to the anti Christ part but again, I'm gonna, I want to mention three things here first one is you and I are gonna do a three-part series because we did a video recently, sparked a lot of interest and people, you know, we were talking, what should people do? There were three things that we need to do because we also hear all this talk about cyber attacks. I firmly believe one of the reasons why there's so much talk about go everything going electric, electric vehicles, electric, everything. Listen, the electric grid can't even handle what we have right now. Exactly. So there's no way these leaders who are pushing this, they know that, but what they can do is shut you down like that. They can shut off a, they can shut off a whole state. They can shut down a whole country in a moment's notice. And I think that's really what this is about. Controlling the people. Okay, uh, the, the whole electric thing. Okay, electric comfies. These military leaders know that's a stupid idea. So you look at it, you're going, what's really going on? Then all of the ta- uh, the talk about cyber attacks. And then you mentioned the EMP, where was shut down everything, which you would effectively put us back in America, back to the 1800s. Yeah. Much of the world could survive that. No way Americans could survive that. Okay. With that, we're going to talk about three things. Go ahead. We are going to survive it, but it's going to be shock. You're you're talking
1: about people... Uh, living in a society they can't even wrap their minds around. We become so blessed, so soft, so weak. That's why I tell people they need to go backpacking every every year for two weeks so that way they can find out what it is to live very primitive and, and, and get by. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those those three weeks that we didn't do. Um, you know, personal security. What does personal security look like? And thinking through that, financial security as we kind of go forward, and then spiritual security. Those three things, if you're a leader of a household, you need to be thinking about those three things today not when the crisis happens and that's always kind of what we've done in America is like deferred oh there's the banks will always be open how's that go I'll always be able to get to my safety deposit buck how's that going oh I'll always be able to I had a, a guy one time tell me we we're talking about security I can always go down and get ammo or guns or anything that I need how's that gone recently you know, yeah. uh, we need to think ahead and spiritually we need to have our faith enlarged right now Tom because if Jesus doesn't come back and uh, you know like tomorrow or the next day you and I are going to to have a stronger faith as we go forward, in trusting Him and honoring Him. Uh,
0: yeah, we are, and we also want to be able to minister to our neighbors who are Absolutely. not, who are not ready for things. Um, real quick, uh, I want to ask Matthew and Gabe. Hey, can you guys? Is there a way you can put something on uh, the, the monitor so everybody can see Mark Henry Ministries uh, for the next few minutes, last few minutes that we have left here, so everybody knows how to get a hold of Mark. Obviously, you're in the title on the YouTube, but MarkHenryMinistries.com. Hen- would be great, or also your YouTube channel so if you guys could do that it'd be great okay now back to this and I don't want to get to Antichrist still we only got we don't have a lot of time left but enough for this so this person asked about the birds the animals coming and feasting on the bodies yep I believe it's quite possible that everything you laid out is gonna happen um, there's a lot of Bible commentators that believe. some some of the older guys believe and have taught we don't hear it much anymore but I do hear from the older guys I almost fall into the older guy category now that it's going to be back to boots on the ground. Yeah. Um, and that's why you read about horse and bug, uh, bucklers in Ezekiel chapter 38. Well, we do have two different things. Russia sending like a cloud. So you seem to have in the sky from Russia, but from Iran and Persia, it looks like in, in all of the other troops that Russia is protecting, they're coming on the ground. And it could be that Israel takes out some of the things with Iran. And that's why uh, you have a boots on the ground type of war with Russia being able to descend like a cloud. That's one thing. The other thing I want to point out, Mark, is that and I get this all the time. In the book of Revelation, even some of the best commentators, if you go back 40 years and they took like Revelation chapter nine, Mm -hmm. for example, and you have this weird description of these man's faces and it appears, you know, they'll say, well, this, this locust looking creature is what it really was, was a helicopter with a glass bottom and, and the man's face could see below. So they said, these locusts are really helicopters. That's crazy. It, all right, I need, I need to take it back. That's just not correct. There's 200 million of them in, later on in, in Revelation chapter 9. But the first part of chapter 9, you have these other locusts that go around stinging people and they cannot die. They come out of this this bottomless pit. You know, they're these are demonic creatures and we tend to take things and say, well, the writers didn't really understand. So they were trying to write in a language that they could understand. They project into the future and you end up, although you're trying to, to um, literally take the book of revelation, you end up going into the symbolic place where you, you, it, it causes you problems. You're and, it's it's so i believe it is what it says so i think there's a very good chance ezekiel 38 is going to have a boots on the ground there's a cyber attack or an emp or something like that happens yeah um russia is still in charge but at that time but also with revelation 9 don't go into these these are tanks and helicopter stuff take it at face value and it makes a lot more sense
1: I agree 100% and and just know that this what the what the passage are describing is there's going to be wars vast armies it's going to be ugly it's going to be bloody and uh, you know we could argue these some of these different points but a lot of it's speculation what we do know is this is that Jesus is coming and going to put an end to it all the millennial
0: kingdom is coming hold on to Jesus hold on his promise we're looking forward to him coming Amen okay we got one question left all right. This is on Antichrist. But first of all, I got to say a couple of things is tomorrow, two o'clock live. Bill Salas is going to join me and we're going to get his perspective on some things. Also, um, Bill's going to be bringing in uh, some of the things I've got very specific with him on. So uh, and we'll have live questions from you guys. So join us at two o'clock Pacific Standard Time. If you can, it will be exciting. Uh, next week, I have a guest that's going to be joining us from Australia live on Monday next Sunday night, I'll be back in the book of Hosea, unless Mark just happens to be back in the studio, which I think he's going to be back in Minnesota by then. Um, but it's been a great time with you uh, this evening, Mark, and I know our viewers are enjoying it too. I also want to say one more thing before we go to the last question about Antichrist is uh, that, uh, listen, I want to thank you guys for any donation that you give. It is your donations that supports this. This is not funded at all. Mark, you and I have talked about it's not funded by the church that by pastors completely separate. I wanted to stand on our own it needs to it needs to function on its own and we're able to tell if it if people like you know then, then they'll let us know and and listen for people who are sending super chats i want to say i thank you guys so much i i'm not i don't remember to say hey thank you for your super i just don't remember that kind of stuff and so please forgive me for that but every donation that comes in if you go to hopefortimes.com you click on the donate and, and it's it's really appreciated so i don't i don't want to talk about that anymore Tom, so thanks for saying, doing a great job. And I want to
1: encourage folks right now, go to the webpage and support this ministry. Tom's doing a great job. He's holding to the Bible.
0: We need his voice at this time. So, Tom, thanks a lot. Right. You're, you're doing a great job. And I'm so blessed with you and Jan and, and uh, that you guys have connected up there. Well, you've been, what, six years up there now in Minnesota yeah. with her, which is awesome. And, but, you know, the, there's not a lot of churches that are teaching the truth. And you know, look and go, you know, amen, going forward together. And I'm looking forward to being able to support you as much as I can. But I, I've told because of our new system, we're going to have a hard cutoff in like three minutes. So let me get to this. You ready? Yep. Antichrist, Zelensky. I'm getting Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, our prime minister, the leader, king. He's the leader of Ukraine. People are saying he's Antichrist. Mark is the antichrist.
1: <laughs> okay. So all through church history, we have people pointing this person's the antichrist. This person's the antichrist. Every time something happens, in the news, this is the guy friends. Remember this, that, that we live in the days where the spirit of the antichrist is at work. And when, when Jesus takes his church, it's going to create a vacuum and whoever is the top feeders of that day, I don't know who they are, but whoever those top feeders are at that particular moment, Satan doesn't know who it is. Satan is not omniscient. He's not omnipresent. Only God is. And when that happens, he's going to indwell that person. That person's going to be the Antichrist. That person's going to do this, the, the things that we see in the seven years uh, throughout the book of Revelation that Daniel talks about in chapter nine, Daniel chapter nine, and et cetera. So uh, is he the Antichrist? Could be, but don't bank on that yet. Right now, what we do know is this, is that Jesus is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Focus on that.
0: Amen. That is a perfect way to end this program. Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we need to remember that more than anything else, folks. Uh, listen, this has been great with everybody tonight. Uh, I, I hope you're okay with the background that we had. Hey, can you guys switch back? There we go. Now you see that. And we're working on all new things. So when I have a guest, it's going to be really cool here within about another month. But we're, it's slow progress, Mark, but we are moving forward. Listen, I want to thank everybody, all of you for, for just joining us tonight. You guys are, you keep us going. Mark, may you have safe journeys back home to Minnesota. Uh, tell Jan hi for me. And, uh, uh, and I love having you here. You're a great friend. And uh, may the Lord richly bless you. Any final thoughts? Hey, Got hold on, on to Jesus. Hold on to his promise. Stay focused on Jesus.
1: This is what we want people to know about us. Not that we're prophecy people. We're Jesus people. And by the way, the spirit of prophecy is Jesus. Stay focused on Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: God bless you guys. See ya.
1: Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.